Support for PRI's The World's Podcast comes from Lumosity. Lumosity Lumosity.com's daily workouts are like a personal trainer for your brain, improving your performance with the signs of neuroplasticity, but in a way that just feels like games. Start training today at Lumosity.com. Many questions as the surviving Boston suspect is charged. Today, Monday, April 22nd, this is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Boston mourns its dead and tries to piece together the puzzle of what happened. But the clues about the suspects just don't add up. People seemingly integrated, but uh, some kind of dissonance between their identities. It's still very, very, very strange, and there are lots of why. You know, everyone is asking why. The details aren't adding up in Dagestan either, where the older suspect supposedly went to renew his Russian passport and visit his father. Tamerlan was there for a few months without his father. Neighbors say that he only showed up in, in the neighborhood around March. The father arrived in May, and we learned today that he never picked up his passport. PRI's The World is brought to you by Medtronic, supporting the work of Wired International, providing medical and healthcare information and education in the developing world and in regions affected by war. Now on Facebook, look for Medtronic NCD. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World from Boston. A moment of silence was observed this afternoon here in Boston and elsewhere around the nation in remembrance of the Boston Marathon bombings a week ago and to pay tribute to victims of the attack. Earlier, the surviving suspect in the case was formally charged at his hospital bed. 19-year-old Jokart Sarnayev is accused of using a weapon of mass destruction, resulting in multiple deaths. If convicted, he could face the death penalty. The indictment makes clear that the suspect will be tried as a civilian in the federal courts and not as an enemy combatant. So one week after the bombings, authorities now begin to build their legal case. But we're all still trying to understand what could have propelled two Russian-born immigrant brothers to commit such an atrocity. One focus is their Chechen background. The Russian Republic of Chechnya has a long history of violence. Separatist insurgents there have long used terrorism against the Russian government. Brian Glenn Williams teaches Chechen history as a professor of Islamic history at the University of Massachusetts at Dartmouth. That's the same college attended by Jokart Tsarnaev. Williams actually had brief contact with him when Tsarnaev was a high school student and researching his Chechen roots for a school project. Williams has studied the alleged links between Chechen insurgents and al-Qaeda. He thinks the connection is tenuous at best. One of the biggest sort of lies in the war on terror is that the Chechens are somehow a subplot to al-Qaeda's war against America. And this is an effort on the part of the Russians to sort of conflate their ancient historical war with the secessionist Chechens with al-Qaeda's war in America. So there have been foreign fighters who have come to Chechnya to fight and help the Chechens out, mainly Arabs and Turks. But the Chechens have their own hands full fighting Russia. They don't see America as their enemy. And they certainly haven't contributed to any al-Qaeda plots. But haven't, uh, haven't Chechen, like independent Chechen freedom fighters, ventured into Afghanistan as Mujahideen, both during the Soviet occupation and e- even now with the, the, the forces there? No. In fact, during the 1980s, when the Mujahideen freedom fighters were fighting against the Soviet Union, Chechens fought in the ranks of the Soviet army. Remember, Chechens are Soviet citizens. And in fact, the first president of Chechnya, a guy named Jokar Dudayev, for whom this Jokar 
Tsarnaev, the terrorist in Boston, was named for, the original Chukardudaya, the president of Chechnya, was a general in the Soviet army fighting against the Afghan Mujahideen freedom fighters back in the 80s. And in fact, no Chechens were ever arrested in Afghanistan. None were sent to Guantanamo Bay. I actually traveled to Afghanistan myself in 2003 and interviewed Taliban prisoners of war looking for Chechens. And um, I couldn't find any. No passports been found. No one's ever photographed one. There's only a big myth that the Chechens, were a small group, there's only a few hundred of them fighting, have somehow migrated across Eurasia to take on America in a struggle in defense of the Taliban. And it makes no sense. Brian, you say it doesn't make sense to you why Chechens w- would attack the U.S. Um, y- you almost seem agitated by the notion. W- why is that? Because the Chechens I know, and you know, I- I- I'm friends with a former Chechen foreign minister, Ilyas Akhmadov, uh, who-, who for many years spoke for the Chechen people. And you know, he and the other Chechens I met, 